Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 816, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Let's read the passage. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, See your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, and they laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed him shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar, saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is presenting this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, and we've been on the journey to Jerusalem. They've finished the ministry in Galilee, have been traveling down the east side of the Jordan River, then crossed over into Judea near Jericho, and then we've begun the ascent uphill from Jericho. You've got to go about 3,000 feet to get to Jerusalem. Now, we saw as they were leaving Jericho, healed the two blind men. And they called on him, have mercy on us, son of David. Very similar to the two blind men in chapter 9. They said, have mercy on us, son of David. But back in chapter 9, when Jesus healed them, he took them inside privately, healed them, and told them not to tell anyone. They did. This shows the desire Jesus had back then to keep the talk about being the Messiah, son of David, somewhat quiet. He's just healed the two men leaving Jericho, and they were saying, have mercy on his son of David. He did that very publicly in front of the crowds. The crowds were trying to get the blind men to shut up. But Jesus stopped, healed them very publicly, and has made no attempt to keep things secret now. So here we are approaching Jerusalem. So let's pick it up, chapter 21, verse 1. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples. Let's pause there. So they're approaching Jerusalem and they come to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. This is leading up to the Passover. So you have these three big events that people congregate to Jerusalem for. And the biggest one is the Passover. Now, estimates are that the population of Jerusalem at this period of time is probably around 30,000. But during Passover, during this week, the best estimates are that Jerusalem grows to about 180,000. There's that many people who come in from surrounding Judea and come down from Galilee to be part of the Passover celebration this week. So the place is teeming with people. It is a big mob there. 
And in fact, they temporarily expand the city limits of Jerusalem out to as far as Bethpage. So it says they came to Bethpage. They're actually officially entering the city limits of Jerusalem area because of this huge increase in population. It's probably a mile or so from Bethpage to the city wall of Jerusalem. And Bethpage is on the side of the Mount of Olives. So they're approaching Jerusalem. They're in the vicinity of Jerusalem now. They come to Bethpage. It's on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus sends two disciples, verse 2, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. So go into the village. Sumi means Beth Page. Go into Beth Page, find this donkey with her colt. Bring them to me. Verse 3, if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. Now Mark and Luke add that the colt, the young donkey, no one has ever ridden before. And in fact, in the other Gospels, they are actually challenged by someone who says, well, what are you doing with the donkey? He says, the Lord needs them. Now, question is, was this prearranged by Jesus or was it due to divine knowledge? There's no indication in the Gospels, and it really doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that he's using this donkey in a very purposeful way. Verse 4, this took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. This is the big point. Not did he know about it and use divine knowledge or prearrange it. It is specifically here. This took place so it was spoken that a prophet might be fulfilled. And speaking of Zechariah, Zechariah 9, 9. And this was understood at the time to be a messianic prophecy. So he is acting out Zechariah 9, 9, very intentionally. They've been walking the whole way from Galilee. And so the last mile, he's going to ride a donkey. So this is because he's tired. It isn't because he needs a ride. This is very purposely to act out. Zechariah 9.9, well understood by the religious teachers to be a messianic prophecy. So verse 5, tell daughter Zion, see your king is coming to you gentle and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So Zechariah says the king is going to come in riding on a donkey. And so Jesus is doing this and the image is the king is here. Now, most English translations say the foal of a donkey. And foal is the animal husbandry term for young donkey or young horse. But the Greek actually is son. So it's the, the male offspring of a donkey. Verse 6, the disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, then laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. Now, Mark and Luke only mention the colt. Matthew says it's the mother donkey and her colt, and they bring two animals, the mother and the young donkey. And he rides the young donkey. Mark and Luke are very clear that he rides the colt, and the colt has never been ridden before. Matthew's the only one who says the mother donkey is there also. Now, why is that? Well, the others, that's the important thing, is the colt is the one he rides on and has never been ridden before. Were there two animals? I think so. 
Matthew just includes the, the extra that the mother is along with the colt. The purpose there to provide a calming influence on the young donkey? We don't know. Verse 8. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. So we're told in chapter 20, verse 29, there was a large crowd. Now it's a very large crowd. So this is a, a big crowd, and it seems to be getting bigger. And they're throwing their clothes on the road. They're cutting branches from trees, spreading them on the road. They get the picture. Jesus is very clearly declaring himself to be the Messiah here. And they get it. They've already been talking it now on the journey to Jerusalem. And the imagery here is reminiscent from um, 1 Maccabees. Maccabees is uh, some of the intertestamental writing written between the Old Testament and the New Testament and tells of the Jewish rebellion against the Syrian empire who had conquered Judea and the Maccabees, a family, led the revolt. And Simon Maccabee was one of the primary leaders there. In fact, 1 Maccabees 13.51 says, On the 23rd day of the second month, in, in the 171st year, the Jews entered the citadel with shouts of praise, the waving of palm branches, the playing of harps and cymbals and lyres, singing of hymns and canticles, because a great enemy of Israel had been crushed. So you see this celebratory entrance into Jerusalem with the waving of palm branches. That's uh, very similar to what's going on here. In fact, the Gospel of John says they're waving palm branches. Verse 9, Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. So the crowds who went ahead of him, the crowds who followed him, these are the crowds that have been traveling to Jerusalem and have been interacting with Jesus now for some time as they've traveled down through Perea, Jericho, and the remaining few miles to Jerusalem. So these primarily are Galileans coming to Jerusalem for the Passover event. And they're the ones that have been getting it all along. They're the ones who knew Jesus during the Galilean ministry. And they're the ones who had it reinforced on this trip here. So it's the crowds traveling into Jerusalem along with him, ahead of him, behind him. They're the ones singing the praises. Hosanna. And this is a quote from Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. Hosanna in Hebrew literally means save us, or save us, we pray. And they're saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. They, they get it. This is the King, the Messiah, the one who's here to fix everything. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. So the crowd. They are now full-on Messiah celebratory mode. Verse 10, when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar, saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Now, is that who is this? It's not that many of them don't know who he is. They, in fact, they seem to have sent people to go investigate Jesus in Galilee. But often this is a... Well, who is this? That This is the kind of reception that he gets here. So they don't understand what's going on here. 
Now, Jesus had tried to keep the messianic talk somewhat quiet, but now he's being very public and very intentionally public. Taking this last mile to Jerusalem, riding a donkey, he is the only one probably on a donkey in this entire crowd of thousands of people. So he's being very dramatic, intentionally so, playing out the prophecy of Zechariah, and the crowd is responding appropriately. They they see this, that, okay, this is the promised Messiah coming into Jerusalem to establish his kingdom and assume his role as the king of the Jews. And most of them, they're understanding the Messiah is he's going to be a political leader. He's going to restore Israel to its point of prominence. So the secret's out now. Jesus is the Messiah. And he's now arrived at Jerusalem. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.